Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. They're running a strange program, y'all. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Any sports show or hosts can make predictions, but these guys keep a record of theirs. Gentlemen, we are keeping score. Believing in their prognosticating abilities so much. Listen now as Phil, Judd, and Dave write that down. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. We got a bunch of great listener submissions this week. Some spicy hot predictions and takes from our uh, from our listeners. We got like five of them that are gonna gonna make the segment here. If you guys have write that down predictions and you want them to be part of this weekly segment, email them anytime a week to Mackie and Judd at fifteen hundred ESPN dot com and just make sure write that down is in the subject line uh-huh. so we can differentiate it from all the other like BS emails that we get. <laughs> Not from like the, the listeners, people who like love us. Our emails and you different idiots know nothing stuff. about the NBA. Yep. Only one thing came off the board this week in the accountability session. So instead of doing a lengthy accountability session, I have collected eight or nine highlights that are still on the board, predictions that we have. So we'll do the accountability session real quick here. It's uh, Dave is the only one that uh, that had something come off the board, and it was an extra base hit. Yeah. You predicted after five days of practice and introspection and figuring out the flaws in the system – that Carl Anthony Towns would shoot at least, well, you said actually that he would shoot fewer than 15 times when he should shoot a bunch of times. And you were correct because he only shot 12 times last night. All right. So Dave Harrigan. Congratulations, uh, Dave. The only thing that came off the board for, uh, for any of the group. It for the entire week, huh? It was. Right. So uh, I'm still at 208. Judd, you're at 320 with a 640 slugging percentage. Dave is at 400 now Woo. and slugging 900. Teddy ball game. Listeners, small sample size alert, are at 500 with a 2,000 slugging percentage. Yeah, it's not small sample size. Yeah. And guests are hitting 200. Uh, mostly Matthew Collar and I think Chris Long are the only guests. So the listeners are absolutely right. red hot. Yeah, they only, the listeners only have a few things here. I believe they only have like two things that have come off the board, but it was a four-team Royal Rumble parlay by Paul S. Yep. And who we think it was saw, a home run. Who we think saw a script beforehand, but we're Doesn't not going to hold that against him. Perf- what I said, we're not going to hold it against Performance him. enhancing, write that down, drugs. Uh, so here are a few things that are still on the board, some highlights to take note of. Uh-huh. We'll start with a few from Judd. You predicted some time ago, probably a year ago, that Big Ten Restaurant would reopen somewhere along the East Bank. I don't think that's happened yet, right? I don't think it has, which is really, really sad. They, they reopened like to campus go get a, a few years ago, and then they, like they go, closed that too? I'd like to go get a, yeah, I'd like to go get, get a sub and uh, some fries today. So if, hopefully that happens within the next few months. If Nye's in Northeast can sell out 
build a condo complex, and then sneak a smaller version hey, in the same exact place absolutely and make genius. money off that, then like Big Ten can do the same exactly. thing, right? Absolutely right. genius to the nice people. Uh, you also, this is one that we're going to need a ruling on, because I don't know if this is eligible. It's it's a bunt single, like Dave put it before the show, like with the third baseman shifted to second base. You said Tiger Woods, who now leads this tournament at minus four, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Uh, you said he would play in no more than three consecutive tournaments this year. But most golfers don't play in three consecutive tournaments, like three weeks in a row. They, they'll they take a week off, and then they'll do right. two in a row. Right. So I don't know what has you were not, going for with that prediction. Has he not? I thought he, is he not playing in his third consecutive right now? No, he took, he took last he take week off. off. He took at least a couple, at least right. a week off. I was going for the fact that he's eventually going to have a long stretch of time where he's not going to play, which right now he looks pretty good. So, so maybe your lack of I golf was trying to rain. I was trying to rain on Tiger's parade is what I'm trying to do. Okay, which I try to do at every turn because <laughs> I find it to be so much fun. You also predicted that Chris Stewart would score at least 25 goals this yeah, season. We're going to give you credit if he winds up going getting hot with another <laughs> you team. Can take that off, you can take that off the board right now. You <laughs> could actually so count that as a lot. Well, he got off to the great start. <laughs> I thought he might luck into, you know, 15 more or whatever. Uh, I still have a couple uh, interesting things on the board here. I said Chris the Twins Stewart. would trade Eddie Rosario before the 2018 season. The only way that happens is if Chris Archer is coming back because Rosario was awesome last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave said Mitch Leidner would get another job in the NFL at some point. But it's, it's kind of open-ended, so I guess if he becomes... I think you meant as a player. He was, what, with Vikings practice squad briefly or something like that? Didn't he get an invite last, before the season? Last what training the camp. Deal? Yeah, someone got but hurt. Was, your prediction came after that. Like He got cut from whoever he was with, and then... Your prediction was, or Ravens, or whoever he, it was. He was in Baltimore, and then he got called by the Vikings because uh, one of the backup quarterbacks but got But they hurt. never signed him. The Vikings never put him on their practice squad. No. No, he was just there in training camp. Okay. Cut. So we'll keep we'll keep an eye on that. I think the spirit of the write-that-down prediction was as a player. So if he becomes like a quality control coach right. in 10 years, and we're still doing the show in this segment... I don't think Dave is still bite squad right now. It's funny that you think that was the spirit. That's the spirit I intended you to take it. But that's no way. Oh, the, okay. I, the spirit was, I'm going to get this no matter what. It's okay. happening. Gotcha. So, okay. frankly, I think I deserve it. So it'll just stay on the board. Vikings like. practice squad. He got paid a couple bucks. That counts. Practice squad, bite squad. It's all the same. It yeah. is. Yeah. As long as it's Grubhub, whatever. Door he might have, may have delivered to Winter Park at some point. We don't know. Who knows? That would count in my world. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then uh, Collar is on the record <laughs> saying the Cleveland Browns will win the AFC in 2019. That was from a year ago, and I think it was a forced home run segment. So he's got the Browns going from All zero right. wins to that's a, if that's playing in the Super home Bowl run, in that's two not, years. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one if that's so, a home run segment. Why don't you start us off? Write it down. You like writing things down. With some predictions this week. All right. Uh, despite all the all the angst about Brian Dozier and his future, I will tell you that you can write down the fact that Brian Dozier will return to the Twins next season. So Brian Dozier is not in his last year as a Twin in uh, 2019, he will be playing for the Minnesota Twins. Okay, you can write, write it down. down. You like writing things down. Write this down. The sky is falling at Target Center with the team and with fans. I'm here to brighten it up. The uh, the, the gauntlet of eight still has five games remaining in it. The Timberwolves will win two of the next five. Okay. They will win at least two of the next five. I think you had one, too, where they're going to win a certain amount of games after the All-Star break, but that was before the Jimmy Butler injuries. So yeah, you got a couple that was the day that Jimmy injury. got hurt, I believe, and that's that was a problem for me. Yeah. <laughs> it is a problem for you. That would be problematic. Yes. Yes. Write this down. Write this down. 
Tiger Woods will win the Valspar. Oh! <laughs> you knew this was coming. Tiger Woods you knew this was coming. will cash in. He's tied for the lead right now on the back nine of round number two. He will hang on, and he will win his first tournament in, what, five years? I don't think he's won since 2013. Phil won last week. Why can't Tiger win this week? Back to back. Write this down. Oh, Old fogies. Write it down. You like writing things down. That's right. <sighs> you can write this down. Derek Rose will sit out at least one game for the Wolves by March 20th because of something beyond a DNP CD. He will sit out, so he will miss a game either because he has gone AWOL again from the team or because he's hurt. This includes that game on the 20th against the Clippers. So this tough eight-game stretch ends against the Clippers on March 20th. By that time, and through that game, I should say, Derrick Rose will sit out because he will either have gone AWOL from the team okay. or because he's hurt. So so it will not just be Tibbs saying, you're not going to play. There will be a circumstance that caused him to have to sit out. So he's going to have to go AWOL within like a week and a half. Yes, yes. Okay. More likely, more likely he plays in the Wolves' next game and grabs his leg or something. Right. And he, he misses a period of time because of injury. All right. Write it down. You like writing things down. David? Yesterday, Judd was frantic, worrying about the Minnesota Wild and where the latest wet letdown will be this weekend in Canada. I say no problems, Judd. Maybe even Juddbot will be happy come Monday because the Wild will sweep their way through Canada today and tomorrow. They will beat Vancouver. They will beat Edmonton. With a pair of really, I'm very positive. Wow, you are very positive. What's wrong with you? You're never like this. All these coming off the board next week. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Snappy. No vague long-term predictions. Uh, there's like 10 of them that are just going to be on the board forever for Judd. And like until Larry Brown dies, your prediction of Larry Brown will coach again. Will If he lives to 100, <laughs> you, can't a t- you can't take it off the board. No, you can't. <laughs> I'm so good. Uh, write this down. Jose Barrios will receive Cy Young votes in mm-hmm. 2018. Mm-hmm. So if he wins it, that would count. But he's going to at least receive Cy Young Award votes. How many pitchers usually get votes? Like five, maybe six in a league? Yeah, probably. Like five or something like that. So yeah, that's probably right. He will be one of those five or six pitchers that receives at least a Cy Young Award vote at the end of the year. Right. All right. So one vote's enough because you made it plural to start. Um, That's a good point. I guess it's, it's verbally binding at this point. So more than one Cy Young vote. Yes. Write that down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dad. I'm going to join my friend Dave on the positive wild band wagon here, and I'm going to give give you some positivity when it comes to the uh, St. Paul-based hockey team. Zach Parisi will score at least four goals in the playoffs for the Wild. He started to score some goals now. I say, and I'm not saying an extended playoff run, but I'm saying that Zach Parisi will score at least four goals in the postseason for your Minnesota Wild. Oh, he's going to write that down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dan. Free agency signing period kicks off at, I believe, 3 o'clock our time on Wednesday of this coming week. By 3.32 p.m., 3.32, Minnesota Vikings fans will have closure as far as the quarterback. Wow. It will not take long. Joe and Pat will be on the air breaking it down. What are they be There'll talking be about? A tweet from a Schefter or a type like that. It might not be an official Vikings, you know, press release, 
But uh, the tweet will be out there, whatever it is, that the uh, quarterback situation has been decided as far as who is QB1 for the Purple. So, so within 32 minutes. 32 minutes of the opening of the signing period. I yes. like it. And jo- I like it. John Pat's uh, f- first guest to talk about the cousin signing, who you suppose it will be, Schefter, Wingo maybe? No, at that time. Johnny, hey, what do you got? Hey, <laughs> My favorite thing is going to be like from one to three. <laughs> The Joe asking who's Kirk Cousins and explain to me who Kirk Cousins let's, is. Uh, let's let's get Manny in here. Manny, uh, he knows the NFL better than anyone. Manny, deep thoughts. Larry. Who is Kirk Cousins? <laughs> what position does he play? Uh, write this down. <laughs> Sorry, I got to find the button. Write this down. Well, I'm going to piggyback off the wild positivity you guys have already brought to the show here. I'm going to one up you guys. This will be the year. The Wild finally makes it to the Western Conference Finals. Whoa! My! Because hockey is hockey. And they're going to buy tickets? No, they're going to (laughs) play specifically in the Western Conference Finals. This will be the year when nobody saw it coming in the middle of the season, when you thought the roster was too old, and because hockey is hockey, they are going to upset somebody in the first round, and they're going to make their way. Actually, the first round might not be an upset depending on the seeding, but they're going to get to no, that the would Western be. They're going to play Conference. the Jets probably. They're Finals. going to get to the wow. You just oh. took you took our positivity and raised it by a lot. Why don't you just say Stanley Cup while you're at it? Yeah. It's only one more round. I already have a Grand prediction on the board run. that they will win uh, a Stanley Cup championship under Bruce Boudreau from like two years ago that still sits there. So Write this down. I'm just going to layer this one in. Here are five listener predictions <laughs> to fire through. These are all These are all pretty good. There's a Matthew Collar one here that's uh, that's excellent. From Lance C., he says... Write this down. Write it down. If Teddy Bridgewater winds up playing for somebody else, Matthew Collar will still dedicate an entire article breaking down all the potential benefits said team can expect to reap now that they have Teddy Bridgewater and all the things that the Vikings have lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very wordy and specific, but Lance C. is on the record here. Write this down. The dude predicts... The Wolves will finish the season with exactly 47 wins and a five seed and will go two and six during this stretch of eight games. And he's got them specifically beating, I believe, the Spurs. And I got to go look at the other one. But he's got them going two and six. So they've got to pick up the slack. They got to go two and three, which is the same prediction that Dave just made, except he's layering in the exact win total. Write this down. Write this down from Dan L. Emails Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. Teddy Bridgewater will lead Denver to the playoffs next year. So a little little parlay there. That's good. Write this down. That's a home run right there. Uh, Roderick predicts Joakim Noah will be a Timberwolf by the end of the calendar year, 2018. So either this year or sometime in the offseason. Write this down. And uh, Dan C. predicts that Tom Thibodeau will be fired before NBA free agency. Write that down. That's a good one, too. Write it down. You like writing things down. Oof. Oh, I don't think Glenn will do that, but the Noah one, if true, bunt single. They're all coming back here. God. Dang, Noah. They're all bunt singles because they're all coming back. If Luol you Dang, know they are. Like, the, the reaction of Magic Johnson just laughing at the reporter question before the trade deadline. So did you guys find any, uh, any interest on that Luol Dang contract? And they look at each other like, <laughs> No. <laughs> Are you kidding? You want him? Yeah. <laughs> Do you need a clerk? Um, Game Show Friday is in the mix today. Uh, we also have someone from TSN has three ideas to fix the NHL that we have to run by you, Mr. Fix-It, mm-hmm. at some point here. And more on the Timberwolves. But let's talk about Luther Brookdale Toyota here for just a second. On the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. 
where you can find the best people in the industry as far as service, both the service side of uh, of the building and also the showroom area. Uh, it's like you drive your car in for an oil change, and there's someone at your door opening it. And, uh, and from the minute you walk in, it's family, and it's top-notch as far as expertise and the experience you get. I love the Luther Lounge, too. If you're in there for maintenance or paperwork or whatever it is, even just you know 30 minutes or 60 minutes, you get two massive 70-inch flat-screen TVs. You get six workstations with cable TV, plus a full lounge area with snacks and coffee and tea and also a play area for the kids. It's just a very accommodating and welcoming place with some of the most durable vehicles in the world. So, uh, you know, there's a reason why my family and I have been going to the same place for 30-plus years. Stop in right on the corner of 694 Brooklyn Boulevard or go to LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. We're ready. Are you? The Mackie and Judd Show rolls on. Ready, master control? Ready, switch on. This is 1500 ESPN. All right, Mr. Fix-It. That's me. Got something for you here. Actually, we have an intro for that. I always forget about that. Hold on. Let's let Dave find this intro. Right. Do we know where it is? Yeah, uh, give me just a moment. Sure. I have to remember where it is. Well, let me set it up, and then by the time I set it up, uh, you, you can find Got the it. intro. Okay. Yes, he's got a solution for everything. Even the problems that aren't really problems at all. He's our very own Mr. Fix-It. He is Judd Zogan. Yes. Get your thoughts on this. Okay. This is your sport, Gord Miller from TSN. Yeah, Gord's good. All right. He's got three ideas to change the NHL. He tweeted this yesterday. Three changes I would like to see the NHL make. I'm going to give you all three of them, and you can just kind of circle back on them. Mr. Fix-It. Love it. Three points for a regulation win, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, if a player re-signs with his team after five years, only 50% counts toward the cap, so it would incentivize keeping superstars. And being able to build your, being able to build your team, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then number three, if a team has, has had the first overall pick in the previous three years, their lottery odds are reduced by 50%, giving other teams a better chance to, to cash in. So then, I mean, if you're the Wild... And all right, well, Edmonton cashed in, and well, and the Oilers uh, kept getting Arizona the first pick. It seemed like yep. for like three out of four years. Then you would have a better ridiculous. chance yes. if you're in that middle ground to maybe land the number one overall yep. pick. Uh, in order, I will go. I love the three point idea. Um, I have never even given consideration to the cap idea. I like that a lot uh, because that that would mean now it wouldn't help necessarily help the wild a ton because the 13-year contracts the Prezi and Suter signed uh, pre-lockout would still be an issue. I like that one. I would say that too. The lottery odds, I don't know. I, I see what he's trying to do there. Um, but if you have a bad team, you, you have a bad team. I, I guess you're trying to guard against potential tanking. The three-point idea I love. But I have a question. I, I was talking to a, a friend at a wild game about this. I have a question that goes beyond the three-point idea because we, we broached that topic as well. And understand, the league right now gives out points all over the place to uh, to keep you, to keep a perception, correctly so, I guess, that there's competition when there really shouldn't be. So the wild, we, we could go back and say, man, the wild at home, look at all their points. Well, they played some dogs of games that they've lost, but they went into OT, so they get that point. And my buddy finally just said, you know what? This league no no longer acknowledges ties. Why don't we go to wins and losses? 
Why do we have points? And I thought to myself, you are 1,000% correct. And now the defenders will say, but look at the races. But the races are fraudulent. Well, they, so so you've got these points being being handed out on a nightly basis, and it and it keeps fans engaged. But it's a really good point. Why don't why don't they go to a system that rewards wins and losses? And if you lose the game in overtime or a shootout, guess what? You've lost the game. I think I think this is why they do it. Um, so uh, let me look at the standings here. Trying to see here. Uh, overtime losses. So there's a bunch of teams with like 10 or 11. Most teams, on a- the average team has 10 overtime losses this year. And shootout wins, shootout. So there's probably like, so the average team is going to play maybe 20% of their games to overtime yes. in the NHL. Yes. That's a really large percentage. And in overtime, we can all admit whether it, whether it's the five minutes of actual overtime or the shootout, mm-hmm. there's a lot of luck or just sort of puck luck. That's a that's a. I think what they're trying to do is guard against twenty percent of your results. Like they're they're trying to give you a little bit a little bit of credit, like a buffer, because hey, you're going to lose some of these games. We don't want it to be a huge blow. If you lose in regulation, you've earned that loss because you had sixty minutes to figure it out. But if you had only five minutes in a shootout to figure it out, we don't want to punish you too badly. So I think I, I think if you were to go to just wins and losses, uh-huh. you'd have to have a full overtime period and then a shootout mm-hmm. to give it a little bit more chance to play out. Well, That's my opinion. If you're gonna and and here is or here, go back to ties. And here is part of my fix for that: the four on four or th- three on three. Excuse me. The more I watch it, is fantastic. Because the rinks are so small now compared, because the players are so big. When when you take it to three on three, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. I think the three on three should be a minimum of an eight minute period and probably should be ten. I think the overtime period. I think you could just about get rid of of shootouts completely. Because how many times would nobody score after exactly. eight minutes of three on three? Right. Yeah. Ten. But but let's just say that that you went to a ten minute three on three period. The three on three is fun to watch. If you're a fan, it's great. The shootout was was cool at first because it was a novelty and you hadn't seen penalty shots much. But we got to the point where everyone, including the league, said this is boring. But people, I think, agree that three on three is a lot more fun to watch than shootouts. I don't think anyone's bored shootouts, by it. Right? Exactly my point. Yeah. So, so what if you went to um, a system that didn't reward points, gave wins and losses, and the three on three was extended more? And you would, be, if if the if three on three was extended to like ten or fifteen minutes, it would be a much more critical piece to the puzzle because mm-hmm. I, I'd have to think that I'd love to see some data on this. I think a higher percentage of games are being decided in that overtime period because it's three on three, but there's still a lot to get to a shootout. And it's not uh, a lot, I don't think. Now, I think they've cut way down. Okay, I, I think well, they've cut like, way down. But but like you're Anaheim right; has, they get decided because of that. Um, so yeah, I I mean, someone can come up with the data on this. But to your point, if you were to just put more emphasis, get rid of the shootout, and just have three on three overtime, you could hell you just make it sudden death, sudden death three on three overtime. Someone's going yeah, to score or yes. keel over by the time ten minutes plays out. Correct. And then, if twenty percent or so of your games go to that period, you're gonna that now strategy and roster construction factors in more, right? Yes. Because wow, this is well, an and that's what I was going to say. Is there there are teams? I'm I'm convinced that there are teams still, and I, I don't think it's a majority of teams, but there are clubs that do not have a three on three strategy yet. So they sort of just play it, and there are some teams that that you watch, and they're awful. Yeah. And and Boudreaux and the Wild to start this year was not good, and then finally tweaked it, but. 
I think that you should get to a place where every team is forced to consider three-on-three as an actual part of the game because it's fun to watch. And, yes, it's it's sudden death, but instead of being a five-minute period, it's ten. I think that that would be – and the other problem for non-hockey people is look at the standings. Do you completely it's, get them? I mean, how about this? I mean, that's a great regulation point. or overtime wins is roll, and I get that. But if you're just a casual sports fan, I think you look at that and you're like, what the hell is this? So that's an amazing point. I'm going to bring up just side by side here ESPN's NFL standings and ESPN's the worldwide leader in sports, the mothership. Mm-hmm. ESPN's NFL standings and ESPN's NHL standings. Here's the NFL, the columns wins, losses, ties. And there's never any ties. Your winning percentage, your home record, your away record, your division record, your conference record, and how many points for and against, and then the differential, and then your streak. Mm-hmm. It's very easy. Like anyone could, quickly, lo- could yes. go on the internet, right? Absolutely. Uh, NHL. Okay, games played, wins, losses, OTL. You can figure that out. Okay, overtime losses. Yep. Points. Yep. Regulation wins, SOW, so shootout wins, Yep. shootout losses, Yep. and then a home and an away, but then like the third number in there, if you're not, I mean, obviously if you follow the NHL, you know what the third number is, but it's overtime I'm saying, losses. If you're a casual sports fan, it's, by now you're lost. Yeah, right. You're completely lost. But if it were just wins and losses. And a percentage. And a winning percentage. Yep. I love the idea of three-on-three sudden death, because you ain't going it, to, it's just not going to go 40 minutes. Not three on three. Right. There's no and way. And if you go up to ten, it, it's it's sudden death right now. But by playing five, you solve it a lot of the times. But I think if you, if you were to take it eight to ten, you would solve it almost all of the time. Yeah. That, that you would have a team that would win the game. And the format itself, one, it's still a team sport. It's different, but it's still a, a team sport. A shootout is not a team sport. It's a skills competition. And two... I think sports fans would say, this is cool, and then what, what you just did would become much simpler, which is you call up the standings, and guess what? My God, you understand them. Yeah. It's not a—right now, you've got to be a fan of the sport to get the standings. And you got to be a fan of the sport to, to get—if you look at the top 10 goal scorers in the NHL, like most casual fans haven't heard of six of them. Because it's just it's the NHL doesn't do as good of a job at marketing superstars. And a lot of them come in from Finland and— Russia and different places, and it's harder to market That would them. be my idea, though. Yep. So, Dave, what kind of stuff do you have for us when we come back? I've got an MLB Hall of Famer who's angry about paying the rent, Carlos Boozer with the true story about Prince renting his house, and Kobe talking about a fist fight with Shaq. Oh, in the TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd. Mackie and Judd are back. Now, you can tell when they're ready by poking them with your finger. On 1500. ESPN. That stuff you should know about is sponsored by Walgreens. Switch your Medicare Part D prescriptions to Walgreens and start saving today with co-pays as low as $0 on select plans with Tier 1 Generics. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please rise. Men, remove your caps as we honor America and the Twin Cities sports scene with the playing of Stuff you should know about. Dave Harrigan, what do you got for us on stuff? Mike Piazza, former Major League ball player, Hall of Famer, soccer club owner, 
and he is mad, boys. Oh, he got mad last week. A little press conference. He is owner of the Italian soccer club AC Reggiana. Hmm. They're kind of a third-tier team over in Italy. Okay. They were falling on some hard times financially uh, recently, a little ways back. And as part of that, they had a little trouble uh, getting a spot to play, paying the rent for their stadium. So a nearby club, Sassuolo, a Series A club, says, you know what? We are going to take control of the stadium. You can just pay us the rent. That's how it'll do. You know, We'll be fine. You have a place to play. You pay the rent. Only problem is the rent's getting a little steep for Mr. Piazza, and he's uh, he's sick of paying it. All right, now that things have gone on better and teams doing well, he doesn't uh, he doesn't feel he's being tr- being treated well enough by Series A club. I've moved my family here, my children here, to be part of this community, and we deserve respect. We are not going to be pushed around by a multi-billion-dollar corporation. The stadium was built for this team by these people. We've reached out in friendship to try to form a coalition with the mayor, with Mr. Squincy, with Sassuolo, with my pay, and we've gotten nothing, nothing. And I'm sick of it. I'm tired and sick of Regina being pushed around. I am frustrated and I'm freaking pissed off. Oh level of rage there. Was Rafael Palmero on the other side shaking his finger back at Mike Piazza? <laughs> wow. Never have I ever raised the rent. Only on because he had acne on his back. No, no proof he's Ra- ever Dave, had there was a level. That, yeah, that's a little, little rage that was a, a little rage. That was a potential. Man, if I had grown up as a Mets fan and a big Piazza fan, I'd be wondering now, with that amount of rage, if there might be some roids involved. No, I'm not doing that. Instead, I'm going to send a letter to Sassiolo, the club that's owning the stadium. I'm gonna give them a piece of my mind. Dang it! That was uh, that was a little uncomfortable, actually. Jeez. Hey, at least he caught himself with the f bomb. Just he let the f- linger a little there. Yes. Yeah, uh, careful, careful. The best part about that, everything had to then be translated into Italian after he was going <laughs> off. That's what I did. So <laughs> he had part. to sit there for like 30 seconds and wait for translator person to tell everyone how upset he is. Oh. Uh, uh, Dave, I hate to do this in the middle of stuff you should know about. Whoa! What? I hate to do oh this. Oh, my goodness. We have a new solo leader at the Valance Bar, gentlemen. His name is Eldrick. Five under par and alone at the top after a birdie. Golf Channel doesn't even have the update here. You see what happens? Even, look at he this. gets the controls. I never do. I never, when I sit in that chair, I never do this deal. I need volume. I, hey, hey, I will not be silenced. Turn Stop. my mic back Hold on. on. I'm going to turn my mic off my so you can't even... You go, Dave. Wonderful. I think things are going much better here. You can turn all the mics on you want, Philip. You're not going to get any volume for 30 <laughs> seconds here. Thank you. All right, you're back up. Uh, yeah, that's wonderful to hear. Time out for him. Do you remember the story years ago, Carlos Boozer, NBA player, of yes. course, renting out his house to Prince? It was on stuff. I remember it. Okay. Yep. Good memory. Good memory. Well, it happened. Prince rented out his house for an entire season. It was a house in like Beverly Hills, I believe it was. Beautiful mansion. Carlos Boozer didn't need it. He was off playing hoops. The problem was he had an injury, tore his hamstring that year, and while he was recovering, went, went back home to just hang out back home and then showed up and realized Prince had 
not only rent his house, but he had absolutely taken over his house. He talks about driving up to uh, the big long driveway and seeing a big purple carpet with the Prince symbol on the carpet covering the stairs that led up to the front door and that Prince symbol on the uh, garage door, I believe, or something like that. And anyway, he picks up the story with uh, some of the things that were changed inside. It's uh, it's a great uh, story from a podcast a couple days ago. One of the bedrooms, he turned into a, a hair salon. They had the real, like, hair salon. One room he changed, <laughs> he changed into, a, like, a massage parlor. My weight room, he turned into, a, a like, a disco club with a DJ table. I thought that was actually pretty cool, actually. I wanted to keep that. <laughs> um, anyway, let me fast forward the story. So I'm living. I'm like, dang, my man changed up my whole You need to career. fast forward if this is riveting yeah. stuff. <laughs> so he, he 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 changed up my whole crib to purple and black, put his stuff everywhere. So I'm trying to get a hold of him. I'm like, P.O., you know, this wasn't part of a contract. I'm leaving him voice messages. He hadn't returned my call to the point where I'm like, I'm about to sue Prince, which sounds crazy, but I was about to sue him. I finally get a call from him. He's on tour in, like, Japan, and he's like, boo, was relaxed. I just wanted the, the house to be my house. I wanted to get inspiration. So when people came over, they felt like it was my crib. When I move out at the end of the lease, it looked like I was never there. I promise. He wired me five hundred grand uh, just to what? ease my mind. What? And when I when I when he moved out, his, when the lease was up, I went back to the house. It was like he was never there. Like it was like if I had never went to the house when I when I tore my hamstring, I would never have saw what he did. Um, let me just tell you, may he rest in peace. Let me just tell you how much paper Prince had. He paid me a million over a million dollars to rent my crib for the year. He took out all the furniture, all the carpet, put it in storage of an 18,000-square-foot house, and then moved all his furniture in the house, put all the carpet in, furniture. He had, like, a, a dope bed that was shaped in, a, in the shape of a heart, like all this crazy stuff. Decorated, like I said, a, a disco ball, nightclub in the weight room, a massage parlor in one room, hair salon in one room, all of that. When he moved out, moved all that stuff back out and put my stuff back in and wired me 500K to ease my mind. I gave it back wow. to him when the lease was over. Can you imagine just being able to wire someone $500,000 just real quick? Hey, <laughs> give me a couple bucks here just to ease your mind. Just to ease your mind. <laughs> okay, thank That's you. That's an amazing story. That. How about that too? Like to not even have uh, like a some purple confetti in the corner left over after the move. Just nothing. Your house just looks the same as it did. 18,000 square feet, too, is a uh, generously sized house. What was house. the uh, story on stuff that you, when you originally did that, Dave, he, he had done something to the bedroom, right? That was the gist of it initially, that Prince had done something to the bedroom that Boozer found to be very bizarre. What was it? The heart, yeah, the the heart shaped bed. bed was probably something right there. Okay. I thought it, yeah. But that's, yeah. So I missed Here's it. 500 did, grand. Did Boozer... Was he getting the account of what the house looked like, or did he show up at no, some he point? Showed up. He, he showed, showed up because okay. he tore the hamstring. Yeah, that's he right, said, I'm okay. going to go back home for a little bit and rest. And, oh, yeah, <laughs> Prince is renting my house. And, oh, my God, Prince is renting my house. <laughs> Pretty cool, actually. That's amazing. Uh, Kobe Bryant was on Jimmy Kimmel celebrating the Oscar, talking about all sorts of things, days back in the Lakers. And uh, Jimmy brought up the fact that Kobe did the sit-down with Shaq over All-Star Weekend. It was pretty cool. A lot of things discussed. And... Wait, did you guys actually get into a fight? You talked about a fist fight. Oh, yeah. Who, one thing I want I to ask. I was nuts. Who, who threw the first punch in that fist fight? Oh, he did. He did, yeah. I can't, couldn't reach him. It was like, you know. Yeah. Was like, <laughs> but, like, I mean, I saw this 
big fist. I mean, the fist is like literally this big. Like, and during the interview, I, mean, I pick up his hand. I'm looking at the size of his hand. I'm going, I must have been the craziest 19 year old in the world yeah, to right. fight this guy, man. But it was just, no it just is what it is. So he threw a punch, like a real punch. Yeah, yeah, he threw you. a punch. I had to slip it. Uh -huh. And I threw one back, and then everybody jumped in and just broke it apart. I wouldn't have jumped anywhere near yeah. that. I but, mean, yo, listen, <laughs> you know, at that point, you just got to say, look, man, either you're going to beat the hell out of me, but one, you know, you're going to know. That you're not going to back down. Yeah, I'm not going back down. And yeah. we kept playing because it was during the scrimmage. I see. So we're, we're playing pickup basketball. Playing. We kept playing. Afterwards, like in school, if you get in a fight with a guy, afterwards, like you kind of become closer in a yeah. way. Did that happen at all? Well, no, because like we, we, were, <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were scrimmaging and his team was up five to two and the game goes to seven. So after the fight, I didn't just got really pissed and scored every point and then we won the game and I let him know about it. So that kind of soured any opportunity. Um, is there anything more scary than a seven foot four monster fist with muscles behind it coming at your face? Who would break that up? Phil Jackson I, probably. I'm with Kimmel. I'd be like, no, 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 no. You guys, if, if you started a fight, just fight. Who else was on the squad at that point? Is Mark Madsen involved? Yeah, it might have been Mark Madsen. Awkwardly dancing. <laughs> hey, guys, look at me. <laughs> look at this. Hit the music. Hit the music. Derek Fisher on the team sleeping with everyone's wives while they're at practice. Oh, yeah. <gasps> That wasn't a dysfunctional team at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Trevor Bauer plays for the Cleveland Indians. He pitches. He throws hard. He's also outspoken about his politics and his views on things. He He's, likes drones, too. Yes, loves drones, especially when they slice up his finger in the playoffs. That always works out well. Mm -hmm. He's dripping blood on the mound. Ugh. Has to be pulled from the game. Uh, yeah, he, like I said, likes to talk politics. He likes to talk about his views on climate change. Likes to throw out some conspiracy theories about former presidents. It's gotten him in a little bit of trouble. He tweets out yesterday, just had a meeting encouraging all players to take a stance and be leaders politically. Here's my stance. I find it disingenuous that MLB commissioner's office would encourage this when they've specifically tried to censor me from sharing my opinion on the matter hashtag rise up somebody on twitter asked well are they also the reason you've been more quiet on twitter this off season or have you just been focusing on training the response almost like i wasn't allowed to access my twitter account for a while hmm. Hmm. censorship in mlb interesting so he's a nut so job first, so, first, first, so now first of all you can't access your social media account if you're on the royals you can't watch porn anymore what's baseball coming baseball to? is i can't no tweet fun. i can't watch porn like don't become the nfl okay like, baseball is no fun anymore let players tweet and watch porn <laughs> damn it that's all we ask for in or baseball watch porn <laughs> tweet, whichever way whatever order you want to do way if you, they if you do can it. do it both at the same time you could tweet about the porn you're watching you could which is what a lot of politicians do <laughs> oh, when they get yeah. hacked yeah this is so hot <laughs> J.C. Romaro used to have used to have porn falling out of his locker, and now you can't even bring a good old-fashioned magazine to work anymore. Well, that's a great transition into prime mortgage lending. Thank Here's you, Phil Mackey. Yes, yes, I, I would like to talk about my friends at uh, Prime. And so you're considering your options when it comes to mortgage companies. Let me suggest, my friends, as Phil just said to Prime and Kent McCullough, the difference is words like teamwork and collaboration. That's what Prime is all about. That's what they believe in. This isn't simply about me telling you that, that you should go to Prime because they want your business. This is about a company in Prime that wants to earn your trust. In fact, they would rather earn your trust than sell you a loan. I'll say that again. They would rather earn your trust than sell you a loan. If you're shopping for a mortgage, you can count on Prime to give you sound advice and straight answers. And now you're asking, okay, Judd, give me an example. Well, I'll do that right now. 
Primate wants to take some of the mystery out of the mortgage process for you, and here's the example. Did you know Prime may be able to put together a program that can pay your closing costs? Not just include them in your loan, but actually pay them for you. Again, they would rather earn your trust than sell you a loan. This is a different company, and this is a company mortgage-wise that you want to go to, and all you have to do is this. Check out uh, their website, goprimewithkent.com. That's goprimewithkent.com. That's goprimewithkent, K-E-N-T.com. Back after this, Mackie and Judd. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. You could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. Mackey and Judd. <laughs> Does that feel good? Yeah. They're both verbs. Awesome. On 1500 ESPN. New today on digital. Watch Matt Damon get small to live large in downsizing. The hilarious film critics are calling tremendously entertaining and an ingenious comedy. Get downsizing now on voodoo.com before Blu-ray. Rated R from Paramount Pictures and enter to win your very own digital HD copy now from the 1500 ESPN stream player. And now Phil Mackey does everything he can to ignore reality and defend a hero of his youth. Oh, yeah. Despite knowing in his heart that hero is broken beyond repair. Gonna need a new intro. Yeah, I'm going to need a new intro for that now. Just watch yourself. I can pull your mic down again at any moment. How do you? It's, I, don't, I don't have as much beef with Dave because I think. It is only the second round. I think Dave has been a little bit more in the middle on Tiger Woods and the return and a little bit more realistic, poking fun realistic. when needed at me. But you, Judd Zolgad, have yeah. been defiant. And yeah. when I bring up or anyone brings up the possibility of Tiger Woods maybe yeah. winning another tournament, you yeah. cackle. Yeah, I've you seen laugh. Backs go bad before. You condescend. When backs go bad, backs go bad. Yeah, his back is really in rough condition right now as he well, leaves the Valspar. Let's just wait. The ten va- strokes ahead yeah. of Jordan Spieth, one of the best players in the world, Jordan by the Spieth way. Jordan Spieth is falling apart. Oh, he's what's falling apart, with, too. What's wrong huh? with Jordan Spieth, by the way? He, he's having a rough stretch the last he's couple He's up months. by one stroke. Tiger is. Yeah, he's, he's ahead of 143 players right now. Corey Connors of Canada. Four months ago, I was positive Tiger would never win a tournament again. I mean, from four months to going however many years back. Mm-hmm. I have softened on that stance. Well, he's like leading a tournament def- after two rounds. Yeah, I mean, in the last few no, weeks, I've thought, you know, it's quite possible he could it's win. Not after two round- it's not after two rounds. He is playing in the second round right now. <laughs> this is not after two rounds. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. You, I like how you're just defending the little patch of turf that you have left there here. There is... Um, how about you admit, you don't I know Judd he's not going to grab his back. He's not going to un- grab his back and collapse to the ground. Uh, repeat after me. I, Judd Zolgad. Um, I, Judd Zolgad, but hold on. I'm not- may have... May have. Not given Tiger Woods. Not given Tiger Woods. Enough credit in his return to greatness. <laughs> enough credit in his return to going to Perkins. To greatness. Or Embers. <laughs> or Embers. Remember Wasn't it Denny's Ember where he picked Denny's. up one of the waitresses? I don't know, but he likes the waitresses at those restaurants. Uh, the best Twitter account in the world right now is at Golf Channel Tiger Tracker, at GC Tiger Tracker. They just have a guy follow Tiger around every practice round and every actual competitive round. And he live tweets, or she, I don't know if it's he or she, mm-hmm. live tweets Tiger Woods. Like, here's a few of the latest tweets here. Stalking fairways, piping drives, making putts, looking down on 143 other players. Finds another fairway at six. This is like when someone's on a heater at the blackjack table and you don't want to breathe the wrong way for fear of breaking up the mojo. Another iron where he backs off to recheck the wind. Whatever works, man. This one hits nearly pin high and rolls within 20 feet. Yep, another birdie putt coming up to take a two-shot lead. 
Come on, Joe. This is fun. It's Tiger Woods. The ratings are. They had record know, ratings for the Valspar yesterday. He's still worth good. Yeah, he we still draws a, lots of ratings. I know that. We haven't had a chance to see wait, him just, in a major I, go I, up listen, against some of the best young players. I feel like you're getting you're a little a bit. I feel, I feel like you're getting too excited right now. I feel like you should probably dial it back just a little bit so that you're not too devastated on Sunday when he's in sixth place. So, do you really think you're suited to be the fourth guy in our group, Buzz <laughs> Killington? Says a guy who is certain the Vikings would win an NFC Championship game. <laughs> That was more Roycey than me. Oh, you picked the purple too. Well, we all did. Well, I know. You see what I will you say, see? Phil and, and myself. We enthousi- were happy to buy you. See what like enthousi- you and do you see what what enthusiasm gets you? Gets you a punch right to the gut. But you no, know what? You see, you keep going back to the well, right? Here's the difference. Right now, because I have been Tiger Woods is the reason I'm part of that generation that got into golf because of Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. and he went through a couple hiccups where his wife got mad at him, and there are some things. But let's put those aside, okay? Do you, do you think he looked at porn? I don't think he needs to. I think he made porn, Judd. Yeah. <laughs> the Royals wouldn't approve. He'll never play baseball now. Here's the difference between you and me as sports fans. I know that if I emotionally invest into Tiger Woods this weekend or at the Masters, there's a much better chance than not that he doesn't win the tournament, and then at the end it's kind of a buzzkill. But right now, as he stands over a putt to lead by two strokes, mm-hmm. I get all of those 1998 feels back, and I get to have joy in this moment. You deny yourself joy in the no, sports I moment. Didn't. No, that's not true. For no, fear no, of being no, let down later on. No, because in '98 I was twenty. I'd rather to have loved and and lost no, than to have never loved no. at all, Judd. I get, I get those joys when when I see pictures of Met Stadium tweeted, Met Center tweeted. When people tweet those pictures, those are my joys in life. Yeah, you know what in the '98 you know what I was Stadium already cynical. Now? Met Stadium is a damn. It's a damn uh, Hooters. It's a mall. It's the mall it's a of rain, America. It's a rainforest cafe. In your life, didn't you hear my ads for that place? I love the Mall of America. Yeah, it's a rainforest cafe. I'm a, I know, no, no, no. I'm going to tell you right now, the mall is the place to be. I enjoyed our experience at the mall. I am, a, I am a mall fan now. Yeah, it's an Abercrombie. You can go see your home plate, Met Stadium, home plate, still there. My childhood is one up on some of the best players in the world. Your childhood, or your, I guess, like college time when the mall was built, is a damn Hollister. That's the difference. It's got Nickelodeon Universe. That's fun. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff out there. Sure. You know the food that. courts. The food court's fantastic. We're right yeah. next to the Shake Shack. Kirk mm. Cousins goes to the food court. Yeah. He does.